A perfect ending to a perfect preseason. It's always nice when the Sacramento Kings beat the Los Angeles Lakers, even if the game doesn't officially count. And I think we know what the Sacramento Kings starting lineup is going to be come opening night in Portland. We'll talk about it all on today's Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings. Your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last uh, seven years, or formerly Sacramento sports radio host, now in ABC television. This is is my eighth season uh, covering the Kings, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, regular season basketball finally being here. Luke Walton, after the game said, uh, after tonight's win over the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, said that now training camp is over. From here on out, it's the start of the regular season, and he is going to, uh, he and his team in practice from here on out are going to treat it as such. But truth be told, this Kings team looks like they have been treating uh, this entire preseason as regular season. It would be nice if all four of these games had counted and the Kings had gotten off to a 4 0 regular season start. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. Hey, maybe they could. Uh, but there's still so many positives to unpack from this preseason. I'm going to do a full just takeaways from preseason episode of Locked on Kings later on this week. I'm trying to, to get a guest to join me uh, for that as well as we'll really dive deep into specific things from the preseason as a whole that we like, any concerns that we have from the preseason still going into the regular season because as great as a 4-0 preseason is, there are still moments, question marks, things that are fair to be concerned about, questions that have yet to be answered. One of the major questions that still hasn't been completely answered is what Luke Walton is going to do with his starting lineup. Really, the rotation as a whole, there still are a lot of question marks. Uh, but I think, I think we have a good idea of what the Kings starting five is going to be. And we're going to get to that later on in the podcast. But let's talk about this Kings win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Out of all four preseason games, this is the one that's going to be most accurate to what a regular season game is going to be. This is the final two out uh, tune-up for both the Los Angeles Lakers, who, by the way, went 0-6 uh, in preseason. Not that, that matters, but they did. And the Sacramento Kings, who, like I said earlier, went 4-0 and in preseason. Uh, and you saw some starter-level minutes uh, for a lot of the players in this game. For example, 30 minutes for Russell Westbrook, 30 minutes for LeBron James, 33 minutes for Anthony Davis for the Lakers. As for the Sacramento Kings, you got 33 minutes out of De'Aaron Fox, 35 minutes from Harrison Barnes, who's going to have a, a heavy workload. Davion Mitchell played 30 minutes in this game off of the bench. So we started to see starter level or close to starter level minutes for the main players in both uh, or on both of these teams, which means even though it's not a 100% accurate representation of what a regular season meeting could be or would be between the Kings and the Lakers, it's pretty darn close. And the fact that the Kings were successful in this game 
against a, a Lakers team that, that threw a lot at Sacramento, really had their starters and some of their best players playing deep into the fourth quarter. The Sacramento Kings ended this game with some of their best players on the floor, including a four-guard lineup. A four-guard lineup that uh, nobody saw coming. And we actually asked Luke Walton, Kings head coach Luke Walton, after the game, why he decided to go with a four-guard lineup. Uh, I would have the audio for you normally. Unfortunately, my dumb head didn't uh, decide to record post-game because I also had the corner of my eye on the locked or on the uh, San Francisco Giants and, and Los Angeles Dodgers uh, game five that was going on. I'm not going to go too deep of rabbit holes. This is a Locked on Kings podcast, but I know a lot of Giants fans are listening. Tragic end to that game. That's all I'll say. If you want more coverage of the, the San Francisco Giants and Giants-Dodgers series, go listen to Ben Kaspic over on the Locked on Giants podcast. He'll give you all the coverage and probably all the lamenting and frustration uh, with uh, the umpire crew as you could possibly want over there. But a phenomenal season for the San Francisco Giants, a season that nobody expected. And hopefully the Kings can replicate some of that NorCal sports magic and have a season that nobody expected here in Sacramento. Uh, I've pointed this out all preseason long, all preseason long. Uh, I've pointed this out. Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. I need to go back to what Luke Walton said post game uh, about the four guard lineup. Basically what he said was uh, that the reason why Terrence Davis, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, and Davion Mitchell were all on the floor at the same time for a large portion of that fourth quarter uh, was because Mo Harkless uh, fell and got a little banged up in this game. So he, they didn't want to risk him, uh, any further injury to Mo, who's a very important piece to this Kings team. Uh, so they decided to hold him out for the remainder of the game. Mo Harkless, who started in this game for the Kings, only played uh, just shy of 19 minutes. The next uh, fewest minutes played by a starter was Rashawn Holmes at just over 23. So Mo gets a little banged up. Terrence Davis is playing very, very well as he has for the, the second straight game. Uh, I'm going to get into that too. But now let me talk about the thing that I've been pointing out with every single one of these preseason games. And that's the fact that the Sacramento Kings, once again, in all four games, held their opponents to under 30 points in three out of four quarters. Now, the quarter that the Kings didn't hold the Lakers to under 40 or 30 points, the Lakers dropped 42 on them in the second quarter. Now, the Kings themselves were able to score 36, so it wasn't a massive blowout quarter in favor of the Lakers, but we saw the defense drop off there. The Lakers actually got off to a really good start in this game in Sacramento uh, in the second half of the first quarter, if that makes sense. They were able to create separation to lead 35-23 to 23 at the end of the first, but the second quarter was all Los Angeles in terms of scoring. The Kings were able to, uh, to hang on, score at, at a good pace themselves, which it's nice to see if the the defense uh, falters at times. We know this Kings team has the potential with their dynamic offense uh, to keep that gap close or close the gap a little bit. But for the most part, what we want to see is this Sacramento Kings team holding teams under 30 points for a majority of quarters, two to three per game. If they do that, uh, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Luke Walton talked about that after the game. I asked him about the significance of uh, the Kings holding their opponents to under 30 and three out of four quarters in all four preseason games. He said it was huge for the team, something uh, that they need to build upon. They'd like to make it four quarters, obviously, but when they do give up a 30 plus point, three point or uh, quarter, they don't want, it to be a, obviously, they don't want it to be more than 30. Like they want 30 points in a quarter allowed to be their absolute cap this season. Uh, I don't think that's going to be uh, 
that's going to be happening. There are going to be more than enough uh, quarters where the Kings give up 42 or 40 or 35, uh, like we saw uh, in tonight's game. That's just the way it is with this defense. Luke Walton actually said before the game that I thought was interesting that he wants this team to be a top 15 defense this season. It's certainly possible, but that's a tall ask. That's a very, very tall ask. I've said before that I thought the peak of this Kings team defensively this season as of right now is between 15 and 20. So maybe 15, which is right in the middle of the pack in the league is the absolute, absolute best case scenario for this team defensively. If they're able to be top 15, I'll just say it right now. If the Kings have a top 15 defense this season, they will be a playoff team. And maybe even a top six seed. Now I'm not thinking one, two, three, four, or even five. I'm thinking maybe a sixth seed uh, with that. But they're going to be an above 500 team if they are a top 15 defense in the NBA this season. 15 might be pushing it. But if they're above 15, if if they're top 10, this team is absolutely a top six seed which I think being top 10 defensively is way too tall of an ask for a Kings team that was historically bad defensively just last season. I know Davion Mitchell and Alex Len and having Mo Harkless for a full season is is potentially going to be a game changer, but I don't think it's going to be that drastic of a game changer for this Kings team. But still, all preseason long, uh, three out of four quarters under 30 points defensively for the Kings. That is fantastic. Something for them to build upon and something that I would like to see carried over into opening night when they take on the Portland Trailblazers. Davion Mitchell had a couple opportunities to guard LeBron James. He said after the game that uh, he wasn't too uh, he wasn't too starstruck by that. He's able just to get into competitor mode and had some cool moments against LeBron Uh, Terrence Davis for the second straight game was fantastic off the bench. Uh, He shoots six of 14 from the field, six of 13 from three point range. So he pulled a buddy healed and only had one shot. That wasn't a three pointer uh, in this game. Also finished with six rebounds, three assists. That just shows what else Terrence Davis can do. In addition to scoring, he and buddy healed combined for 33 points off of the bench, which is very significant. They had that 33 points. I think, either late in the third quarter or early in the fourth. I want to say it was early in the fourth quarter when they got to that 33-point number. And that's significant to me because in seasons past, especially last season, if the the Kings starters weren't scoring, uh, which at a time they were struggling to score in this game, Tyrese had a pretty rough game offensively, had just eight points on three of five shooting, was a minus 26 somehow in this game. A lot of that had to do with uh, how the Kings were allowing a lot of points. Uh, in the fourth quarter. So not the bet or rather second quarter, uh, not a lot of, uh, not necessarily a great game or a horrible game for Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but the numbers there stand out. Mo Harkless, like I said, he got hurt, only played in 19 minutes in this game, finished with just seven points. Uh, overall, the Kings starters weren't scoring at the clip that necessarily we would expect them to. So the fact that the Kings can get 33 points from two guards off of the bench in Terrence Davis uh, and Buddy Heald is a big deal for them. They can help pick up some of that scoring load uh, that the Kings didn't have with their second unit last season. So that's going to be something that's very important to keep an eye on. We're going to talk a lot about starting lineups in the next segment because these last two games to me have done enough for Terrence Davis to be in the starting lineup conversation. Funny enough, coming into preseason, I thought Buddy Heald would be in the starting lineup conversation. To me, he's been taken completely out of it, not really through any fault of his own. I'll explain more in the next segment. Right now, though, I want to let you know that today's Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sweatblock, the antiperspirant wipes that work better than anything else on the market. They work for up to seven days per use, doctor created, doctor recommended. They give you a dry shirt guarantee, meaning if Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you will get 
your money back. They're a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, have over 13,000 reviews for you to go and check out right now. You don't just have to take my word for it. Uh, they're currently number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category. They've been used by firefighters, so it can handle that heat. It can certainly handle uh, the heat that we deal with, manufactured in the USA. And look, they're good for the winter time, good for the fall, not just the summertime. They will keep you, uh, they will keep you nice and dry. Uh, even when you're dealing with maybe chestnuts roasting over a fire around the holiday season, uh, they can handle all of that and then some. Uh, you can get your uh, your antiperspirant wipes, your sweat block wipes at uh, Amazon.com, like I mentioned. You can get it at your local CVS pharmacy, but I recommend getting them on sweatblock.com because if you use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your order. Get rid of the embarrassment and discomfort of those sweat stains with sweat block. So starting lineups, starting lineups, starting lineups. We've seen different variations of the starting five for the Sacramento Kings throughout this preseason. Luke Walton told us not to read too far into any single one. He did say, though, that uh, the starting lineup in game four more than likely was going to be the starting group. And the, the rotations that we saw in game four was going to be pretty accurate to how the Kings want their rotations to go come the regular season. But that's also with the belief that this team is at full strength and they were not at full strength as Marvin Bagley was technically active in this game, but didn't participate in shoot around before the game. Uh, so Luke Walton decided to hold him out. He has been out for the last couple of games uh, dealing and nursing a, a knee injury that I know isn't necessarily that bad. The Kings are being more precautious with him than anything else. But once again, par for the course with Marvin missing games because of uh, injury concerns and injury precaution. So uh, to me, first and foremost, like Marvin should not even be anywhere remotely close to the starting lineup conversation. He started at the four in the Kings preseason opener uh, and that is the only starting opportunity that he has gotten. Did he play in any other games? Yes, I think he played He played in the second game, didn't he? Honestly, I, I don't remember. Uh, but Marvin has missed, I know for sure, the last two games uh, with that injury, and I've said before that unless Marvin has a phenomenal preseason really earns that spot. I don't want him anywhere near the starting lineup. I absolutely stand by that. I don't think Marvin deserves to be in the starting lineup, even if he is a hundred percent healthy. That's a spot that I need him to earn. I need him to show that he is reliable, uh, meaning he's available more than anything else before he's inserted into that starting lineup conversation. So I'm hundred percent. Okay. With Marvin Bagley, not being anywhere near the starting lineup. I'm also hundred percent. Okay. With buddy healed not being anywhere near the starting lineup, but through no fault of Buddy. Now, he did miss a game with uh, with an injury, if I'm not mistaken, or was it rest? I can't remember. Buddy Heald did not play in at least one game uh, during preseason, and he didn't have a phenomenal preseason. He took a lot of three-pointers. Three-point shooting percentage uh, wasn't the best for him, but he was fine. He was Buddy Heald off of the bench, but he didn't start in any single one of these games. And if you're not starting at all during the preseason, why in the world would I put you in the starting conversation for the regular season. I think he's capable of starting at the three if the Kings wanted to go small. But truth be told, if the Kings do eye a small starting lineup, Terrence Davis, to me, is above Buddy Heald, just based off of how he's played in preseason, how much more versatile he is. He's bigger than Buddy Heald and is not nearly as bad defensively, uh, especially if he's going to be guarding threes. We saw his ability to guard the three and even the four, playing in the four-guard lineup at times uh, in this, uh, this game against the Los Angeles Lakers, who are a big physical team. Uh, so I have a lot more faith in Terrence Davis in that spot than I do Buddy Heald at this point in time. But I don't think Terrence Davis is going to be a starter for the Kings. 
I think the starting lineup, the what we saw with the starting five tonight, assuming Mo Harkless is good to go, that's the starting five that we're going to see come game one in Portland. And I like the versatility that the Kings have with Mo Harkless and Harrison Barnes uh, starting at that, those three, four spots. I think Mo is technically the four uh, and Harrison is the three. The Kings don't have a lot of wing depth. Mo and Harrison are their wing depth. So I, even if Mo is starting, I don't expect heavy minutes played by him. I expect more minutes from Davion. I expect potentially more minutes from either Buddy or Terrence Davis off of the bench. What what's changed for Terrence for me is initially I was I was I felt that rotation wise, minute wise, he was behind Buddy Heel. Now he's either a little bit ahead of him or even to where both of those guys are going to get playing time off of the bench unless the Kings need a little more defense and a little less scoring. If that's the case, then maybe Buddy doesn't play as much. But Terrence Davis has absolutely cemented himself as a, a consistent part of those rotation in my mind. And no, it's not just because he's had two good games. It's because of what he can provide off the bench, how he does more than just score. Uh, and I like what Terrence Davis has done. I think he can be a consistent threat and a consistent asset for Sacramento off of that bench. And like I said, even put his name in the hat from time to time into the starting lineup if the Kings have any injuries or any reason to go a little bit smaller. Um, but Mo Harkless starting at the four, Harrison Barnes starting at the three. A lot of people like Harrison at the three. I think that's more of his natural position. Uh, he's had a lot more success offensively when he plays the three spots. So I'm okay with him there. Uh, and then other than Mo Harkless, who else would you put at that four? It's not going to be Marvin Bagley. Like we already talked about, maybe it's Tristan Thompson, but I don't necessarily like that fit alongside Rashawn Holmes. Mo Harkless makes the most sense, gives the Kings a uh, versatility defensively. You have a lot of scoring already in that starting lineup with Fox, um, with Halliburton, uh, which it sounds like those two are going to be the starting two, no matter what, which thank goodness, uh, Rashawn Holmes is capable of scoring. Of course, Harrison Barnes is a capable scorer. So Mo Harkless doesn't have to score that much. If he averages seven, eight points per game, but can play that defense that you expect from him can space the floor like he is able to, uh, then he gives the Kings more than enough of an advantage uh, as that starting lineup, uh, that four spot, which like I said, it doesn't have to mean he's playing heavy minutes. If he plays 18, 20 minutes a night, that's fine to me. That's really okay with me. And I honestly wouldn't expect him to be part of the closing lineup. If, if you're taking anybody out um, or if you're putting anybody into the closing lineup, guy like Davion Mitchell, Mo Harkless is the first one getting moved out. And then maybe you need more scoring. So you want to put Buddy Heald or Terrence Davis in there. Uh, who knows what the Kings want to do with their closing lineup, but I don't expect Mo Harkless to be a part of that. But to set the tone early on, to provide that defense, you don't need a barrage of offense uh, in that starting lineup going forward that maybe you'd have with a Terrence Davis, Buddy Heald, or even Marvin Bagley in that starting unit. I like what Mo Harkless provides. So I personally think that is going to be the starting five on opening night. Do you feel the same way? Let me know. MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. You can email me there. You can uh, DM me on Twitter or tweet me uh, at MattGeorgeSack, S-A-C. Uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave your, uh, your comments down in the comment section below. Locked on Kings today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot 
for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football and, of course, basketball, too. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest it's an easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So like I said, now that the preseason is wrapped up and we're moving into the regular season, I do want to do a ultimate preseason takeaways uh, episode here on Locked on Kings, working on getting a guest for that. So I hope you'll join me for that. But I also want your involvement in that. Uh, one of your takeaways could be the starting lineup, the rotation. And we talked about that a little bit tonight. So let me know. If you agree with my starting five, if you agree with Luke Walton's starting five, with Mo Harkless out there, with Harrison Barnes, would your starting five be different? If so, uh, how would it be different? Talk about rotations, opportunity for Buddy Heald and Terrence Davis off the bench. Would you choose Alex Len over Tristan Thompson or vice versa? For those minutes, are you okay giving Davion Mitchell upwards of maybe 30 minutes a night, even though he is coming off the bench as a rookie? Let me know. Uh, I want to hear that. Any other takeaways that you have from preseason for this Sacramento Kings team? Positives, negatives? Do you like the defense? Still concerned about some things? Send those to me because we're going to address a lot of those on the podcast, uh, on the next episode of Locked on Kings when we do this preseason recap. And then also let me know what you're excited about with the regular season. How are you feeling about that uh, first matchup against the Portland Trailblazers? Which, by the way, I'm working on connecting uh, with Mike Richmond, the host of the Locked on Trailblazers podcast, so we can do a little crossover to preview uh, that opener. I would also love to do one with David Locke, host of the Locked on Jazz podcast. Uh, so we can preview that home opener game that I'm very excited about. I expect to be at that home opener game on the 22nd in the Golden One Center. So I hope you will join me for that. If you're there, let me know. I'd love to find time uh, to meet with you, chat with you. It's been a while since I've been able to talk and hang out with Locked On Kings listeners and Kings fans inside the Golden One Center. So I hope that get, I get that opportunity to do so all season long. And it's not going to be for the home opener. I apologize about that. But very, very soon, keep an eye and ear out because I am going to be doing a King's ticket giveaway here on the Lockdown Kings podcast. I want to make sure I reward the loyalty and the support uh, uh, that all of you have shown during uh, this entire weird COVID uh short off season but long gaps in between success for the Sacramento Kings. I want to make sure I reward that with an opportunity for you to go to a Kings game. I also am going to do a giveaway uh, involving something from the Sacramento Kings team store. Maybe it's a jersey. Maybe it's something else. Haven't worked out the details about that yet. But keep an eye and an ear out for that. Uh, I'll let you know how you can enter for your chance to uh, to win those prizes uh, going forward. If there is anything that you would like me to cover before the start of the regular season, please uh, reach out to me and let me know uh, any questions that you have. I'm probably going to do some kind of mailbag episode before the regular season starts as well. Uh, and just keep an eye out on all the Kings content. Make sure you catch up on anything that you've missed. I spoke with the high flyer, Henry Turner, about uh, the preseason to the point of tonight before the Lakers game uh, on yesterday's podcast. He had some great things to say about the importance of Tyrese Halliburton in De'Aaron Fox all-star chances, plus great stuff about Davion Mitchell and Rashawn Holmes. Go and check that out. Uh, and of course, keep supporting Lockdown Kings like you always do. I really appreciate it. The Lockdown Kings podcast, our content is going to be better than ever throughout this entire season. And hopefully this is the season that Lockdown Kings gets to actually talk about playoff 
I, hell, I'll even settle for play-in, but especially playoff basketball. Based off what we saw in preseason, it doesn't guarantee that the Kings are going to be better, uh, but it certainly gives us a good feeling heading into the regular season. So I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Until next time, my name is Matt George. Have yourselves a good day. Stay safe. I'll talk to you very, very soon. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.